0: Good morning everybody. Your time is 7.50. Today is Monday, November 29th. I am Samir Knox with the KOPN Wake Up Call News team filling in for Trevor Harris this morning. Right now we are looking at around 37 degrees. Stay tuned later in the next 10 minutes for a full weather report. Right now let's get into some news. Right now at the top we will talk about the new Omicron variant of the coronavirus. This is courtesy of the Associated Press by way of Mike Porter, Gere Molson, and Jeffrey Collins. Quote, more Omicron cases pop up as the world rushes to learn more. Cases of the Omicron variant of coronavirus popped up in countries on opposite sides of the world Sunday, and many governments rushed to close their borders, even as scientists cautioned that it's not clear if the new variant is more alarming than other versions of the virus. The variant was identified days ago by researchers in South Africa, and much is still not known about it, including, including whether it's more contagious, more likely to cause serious illness, or more able to evade the protection of vaccines. But many countries rush to act, reflecting anxiety about anything that could pr- prolong the pandemic that has killed more than 5 million people. They go on to quote Dr. Francis Collins, who says, quote, I do think it's more contagious when you look at how rapidly it spread through multiple districts in South Africa. It has the earmarks, therefore, of being particularly likely to spread from one person to another. What we don't know is whether it can compete with Delta. This was on CNN's State of the Union. So there are still questions that have yet to be answered, despite the fact that um, many countries, including the United States, are panicking. And um, next, I think in somewhat related news, let's move on to uh, local news from the uh, Missouri Independent by way of Jason Hancock. Quote, Missouri judge strikes down local health officials power to impose COVID-19 orders. Orders issued by health officials bypassed the authority of elected legislative bodies, the judge wrote. Cole County Circuit Court Judge Daniel Green, this is um, last Tuesday, ruled that health orders designed to stop the spread of COVID-19 that were issued by local health departments violated the Missouri Constitution. At issue in the case were regulations issued by the Department of Health and Senior Services allowing directors of local health agencies to issue orders such as closures of businesses. In an 18-page order, Green wrote that DHSS unconstitutionally granted too much power to individual local health officials and directors. The state, in effect, bypassed the only entities under Missouri law granted the authority to issue the types of health orders, Green wrote, which includes county commissions, county councils, and certain county health boards. Quote, Missouri law also provides for criminal punishment for violation of public health law adopted by a county council or county commission, Green wrote. Continuing locally, this is by way of the Columbia, Missourian by Maya Bond. Quote, community leaders weigh in on potential homeless shelter. Community leaders have started to plan for a more comprehensive homeless shelter in Columbia as city officials continue to consider using funds from the American Rescue Plan Act To help that effort. The Opportunity Campus, started by the Voluntary Action Center, is still in its conceptual stage, said project coordinator Mark Palmer. The goal is to provide emergency shelter and resources 365 days a year. Right now, the Opportunity Campus has only received private gifts, but organizers have discussed the possibility of acquiring some of the city's ARPA funding for it. The facility would not run with city personnel, however, Palmer said. It would have a privately funded staff. The city is still in the process of deciding how to allocate the $25 million it was awarded from the American Rescue Plan Act for COVID-19 relief. As a first step, it is preparing requests for proposals from local organizations to help shape the scope and cost of of a homeless shelter that could receive some of the initial $12.5 million in ARPA funds. From the Associated Press, Saint worker shortage prompts cuts to st louis bus service bus service will be reduced in st louis along more than three dozen routes this week because of a significant worker shortage the post-dispatch reports that metro transit currently has about 150 openings and is struggling to fill with most of these jobs being driver positions normally the agency employs about 2300 people quote our employment crisis is at such a depth that we had to reduce service temporarily while well, we try to increase our employment, said Talby Roach, the president and CEO of Bi-State Development, the agency that oversees Metro Transit. We had to make a hard decision about what we could reasonably sustain. Officials are trying to find more workers by organizing job fairs, offering $2,000 hiring bonuses and trying to bring back some retired operators. But they've only had limited success with these efforts. Roach said that Metro is, quote, literally begging for employees currently. And I think, you know, clearly that's going to have some some level of effect on um, general goings-on and transit of, you know, one of the largest metropolitan areas of Missouri, about, you know, over a million people. So I think that's important to highlight as we head into the, uh, the early weeks of December. All right, moving on to a couple quick and interesting things to look out for across the state in uh, St. Louis, the St. Louis Hills neighborhood. Last night... Um, Candy Cane Lane, the famous, uh, roadside Christmas decoration attraction in the city of St. Louis, um, lit up and, um, celebrated the, uh, start of the Christmas season, I guess, as we get closer to December, which is like, uh, I guess a fun way to bring in and, um, kind of mark the, uh, the, uh, beginning of the Christmas season and, uh, as we head into December, um the columbia daily tribune a couple days ago also highlighted on their website the uh, articles called these can't miss holiday shows are coming to columbia stages they highlighted a number of different holiday christmas events that you can visit including the winter wonderettes at columbia entertainment company from december 2nd to 9th which is a a uh, kind of vintage girl group style um musical so there are a bunch of different things that you can see on their site to um Find out ways to uh, celebrate and enjoy some attractions in Columbia in the next couple, um, next month as we head towards Christmas, I guess, coming up pretty soon. Um, And I guess a different story, not Christmas related, but um, I guess maybe, you know, equally different tone than some of the stuff we talked about earlier. Uh, A Kansas City doctor donated $10,000 to Kevin Strickland, who is, for uh, the uninitiated... A, uh, man who was wrongfully imprisoned for over 42 years for a crime he did not commit. He, um, he was 62, currently, he is, and, uh, I guess this, uh, doctor, um, John Bilhars is his name, sorry, um, he's the president of Redwood Pediatrics, which he started with his wife in 2017, according to this article, um. He found out that uh, Strickland was exonerated last week in a 1978 triple murder from uh, reading the news, but he also learned that Strickland would not receive any money from the state that wrongfully imprisoned him. So um, he took it upon himself to uh, to give that man ten thousand dollars himself. I think that was just something interesting to know. And also, there is a. Um, GoFundMe set up by the Midwest Innocent Project to help Strickland pay for basic necessities and a place to live. That's where uh, Bill Harz and his wife donated the $10,000. Um, the link can be found on the Kansas City Star website. But um, I guess, yeah, it's important. Like, not only the the donation that this doctor gave, you know, the individual help he did, but also the um, way you can assist this person and also the broader, I guess, systemic issue that... that um, that put Strickland in jail for, for 42 years for a crime he didn't commit. Um, Alright, um, finally I guess let's get into some weather. Um, today we're looking at around a low of 33 degrees, a high of 62. Tomorrow, low of 38, high of 56. Uh, no chance of precipitation it looks like the whole week, um, Really. Um, partly cloudy on Wednesday, looking at a low of 39, high of 61, then a little warmer Thursday, Friday with a low of 47, high of 69 and a high of 64 on Friday. And then on the weekend, we're looking at a low of 35 and a high of 56. So yeah, um, coming up tomorrow, I will be hosting with, uh, our guest Mandy Hackseth from Missouri Family Health Council. And um, coming up today, of course, we have Amy Goodman coming on momentarily. And at 6, we have Evening Edition, hosted by Laura Wacker. Um, Dan Vitz will be on at 7 then for Sex, Drugs, and Civil Liberties. And, um, yeah, stay tuned. We had a lot of programming coming up today and, um, of course, throughout the week. For the KOPN Wake Up Call News Team, I am Samir Knox. Thanks for uh, Thanks for having us.